Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North Stream. What are the Eagle Eyes on tech? I am Eagle Falcon. It's been, um, yeah, it's been a week. I'll, I'll say that much. It's kind of funny how much you try to plan to get all this kind of sort of stuff done. And then there's always something that seems to get in the way. There always does seem to be. I'll get into more detail on the updates in regards to both the stream and the podcast in just a minute, but I think this time we should start with the stories. And that way, anyone who's not really interested in my probably meaningless ramblings can just skip the end. So we have some rumors in regards to the RDNA 2 refresh, refresh. This is basically AMD's talk GPUs. We had the 6000 series. Now we're about to get the 6050 series. The names of these cards are going to be the RTX 6950 XT, the RTX 6850 XT, and the RTX 6750 XT. The whole concept of these cards is to be your half step steps, your refreshes in the way they operate. A little bit higher clock speed, a little bit more memory, a few tweaks here and there. But here's going to be the key thing. What is going to be the availability. That is what matters the most by far. What is the point of having brand new GPUs if you cannot keep them in stock? I know we've been saying the whole thing with the supply chain seems to be healing a little bit, but there's a lot of balls in the air. There's a lot of concerns. And I'm just going to tell you this right now. It's not going to mean anything unless they can be brought back in stock. Epic Games and Lego are partnering to build a metaverse for kids because that's a good idea. This is what the world has done to me now. The instant I hear the word metaverse, I am instantly concerned that it's going to be used for data mining, which data mining on children is um, uh, pretty illegal. So how is this going to end up? I don't know. It could be nice, safe, and wholesome. It could just be a virtual place for them all to hang out. It could be something that's actually pretty cool. But we don't know 
because metaverse is a word that doesn't have any kind of definition whatsoever. It's just a giant why. We know nothing. And it's driving people crazy. In other news, AMD has confirmed that its GPUs are, or I'm sorry, its GPU drivers are overclocking CPUs without asking. We talked about this briefly on the early bird briefing. And for the most part, there hasn't been anything new. But apparently the, the, the Radeon Adrenaline drivers just automatically apply an overclock on the CPU without telling you at all. Because that's a great idea, right? Who doesn't like a free overclock? So what if your system's not built for it? So what if you don't have, you know, anything? Who, who, who cares? It's, it's fine. It's nothing major. Who cares? Who cares you don't have the cooling for it? Who cares? It's, it's fine. Just, just, just embrace the overclock, man. Shorten the lifespan of your computer. It's fine. Yeah, AMD is not thrilled that this is going on and is looking into the issue. We have not heard anything as of yet. So it's getting to be a bit uh, concerning. Google Play is now forcing Amazon and Barnes and Noble to pull their digital purchases. Wait, what? So this is an oddball little story because apparently uh, Google's just been letting this slide for a while. Apparently, the Amazon and Barnes and Noble apps have just been allowing app purchases, but using their own payment provider. And for the longest time, Google's just been letting this slide, you know, since forever. But now, suddenly, Google is finally cracking down. Which now is basically making it so that apps like Audible are uh, kind of SOL. The Nook app as well is also just kind of make you wonder what's the point. So basically, Audible, which is owned by Amazon, if you're using the Android app version 3.23 and newer, you will not be able to purchase titles using a credit or debit card, sale purchasing, update account and payment information, but you can still purchase titles with a membership credit, purchase additional credits, and access a whole bunch of other features. If you're using the older version, you're still allowed to do this. All because Google is finally cracking down 
and make it so that this app must use Google's parent provider. The Nook is running into a similar problem. And well, this means that those Nook tablets They're basically just going to become tablets. You're not going to be able to, to purchase any more books from the Barnes & Noble Nook app store because of this crackdown. But this only affects the Nook HD10 designed with Lenovo. How many other Nook tablets has Barnes & Noble made? I'm not going to lie. I haven't been paying attention to them. Have they been updating this line like for a while and just never told anyone? I actually don't know. Not gonna lie, this feels like we are like flashing back in time to a time long, long ago when when the Kindle and the Nook were relevant. All right, so here's what we got. There's currently two versions of the Nook tablet. There's the Nook Glow Lite 4, which is their e-ink reader, and then the Nook 10, which is just an Android tablet. The Nook 10 can no longer purchase new books. For now. That is a thing, for now. In other oddball news, though, OpenAI has a new... Doll E model that draws anything but bigger, faster, and better than before. Basically, you just tell the AI a written description and then it draws it with way more accuracy than it has any right to, to be perfectly honest. And not gonna lie, it is kind of a sign that AI is just getting much much, much better. And then finally, my last, actually, no, I have two stories. Cause there's one more I actually completely forgot to include. But before I get to the one that I forgot to include, I want to talk about the problem that Google has right now. That's a problem that a, that a number of other pe experimenters have been finding. The fact that Linux servers are running into a problem with having too many NVMe drives. Yes, as AMD Epic is now showing, you can go ahead and feed maximum bandwidth to these NVMe drives, but it overloads the system and makes it so that the server reboots by trying to maximize what one Epic server can do. Apparently, it's due to the, quote, the synchronous nature during the shutdown handling. Each NVMe drive can take 4 to 5, 4.5 seconds to shut down. With Google having servers with 16 plus NVMe drives, then it's going to take an extra minute to shut down and go through each one. With asynchronous shutdown interfaces and adapting on drives, their reboots, and ultimately the amount of server downtime can easily be reduced by one minute all right so i misread this this actually is in regards to 
the fact that too many NVMe drives is locking up systems, though I have heard that a bit. But it is the fact that too many drives, which is supposed to reduce runtime and latency, is causing shutdown to take way, way, way longer. And you know what? Yeah, I could see that. I can totally see that. All right, finally, let's get to our last story. It's about Axie Infinity. Axie Infinity is an NFT blockchain game, which I talked about blockchain games a bit on the main podcast today and just the absolute crazy cult-like fanaticism in which developers of these blockchain games cannot explain why their game has to be on the blockchain and why being a blockchain game is so much of an amazing improvement for themselves. So the whole concept is that it's basically Pokemon with like a bit of Slay the Spire in it. But you purchase NFTs that become your characters, which then causes, you know, It just doesn't really add any sort of benefit other than I I mean just look at how <laughs> it's there's just no benefit to this. The concept is that you could just go ahead and sell your characters back, but if the game flops, you then have nothing. The other thing is the fact that because they're NFTs, they have an inflated value. And I do mean inflated. The thing is with NFTs is that because they're a speculative asset, you need to find someone that believes they're worth the inflated value that you claim they are. If I say have a Axie NFT, that is worth $20,000, I need to find someone dumb enough to think that it's worth $20,000. Because in the end, there's nothing backing up that value. It is 100% purely speculative. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is a speculative asset. So why am I talking about this game? Well, Axie Infinity just went ahead and had $600 million stolen in a crypto heist. NFTs and assets all stolen from the game and cryptocurrency in general. To make matters even worse, the team didn't tell anyone until seven days after the heist. And what's even worse, 
this scumbag company that didn't have the self-respect to tell anyone that this crime happened decided that they just went ahead and raised $150 million and launched another NFT game. I give up. If you go ahead and buy into this sort of stuff, you're beyond help. I can't help you. I just can't. There's an entire industry ripe with fraud. They don't even care. They don't they, they don't even have the common decency to tell you they were hacked. Like let that sink in for a minute. But of course, because they're an NFT game, they believe they can just fly under the radar because they're new, they're special. Any other game that had this much money stolen from them and tried to hide it would be talking to the federal government. But this game, nah, we just want to go ahead and just continue on. Because Web3 and NFTs are the future, despite the fact that no one can explain why they are the future. And anytime anyone goes ahead and pokes holes in their vague explanation, we just don't get it. <sighs> but that is the status of NFTs. Now, update on the stream. I wish I got more done. That's pretty much what it all boils down to. Uh, podcasting has stopped on YouTube. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot of feedback in regards to uh, the move to stop publishing the podcast on YouTube. My current focus right now is on stream enhancing. In fact, after I finish recording this episode, I'm going to be working on the alerts. They need to get up and running. And actually, at the time I'm recording this tomorrow, which actually would be two days ago when this goes up, will be the sponsored stream with HelloFresh. And I'm honestly hoping that goes well. Like, even though it's, you know, a sellouty stream, I'm hoping the sponsorship goes well. Just because if it does... The big emote revamp I'm planning, which is estimates to cost a lot, but first I need to find an artist willing to take on the task and has the queue open for it and is actually good. Like if the sponsorship goes well, it could pay for the whole thing. And then that's just new emotes, which I have a lot of open slots right now. New sub badges, which I also have a lot of those open right now. A fresh new overhaul for everyone to enjoy and I'm really hoping it goes well I really do in the meantime work continues to just have a couple of people just out with illness and all I can do just tough it up and press on that's just all there is to it 
And with that, I'd like to say, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And I just wish you to take care and rest well. I know this was a kind of a shorter one, but honestly, there just hasn't been a whole lot to uh, talk about that's interesting. Take care and enjoy your day. Bye-bye.